I keep myself closed off and we just talk to each other over the wall. And yeah. we call that a relationship. Yeah. But you can't really hold me accountable. Yeah. I can't really, you know, get in life with you and yeah. tell you the truth about yeah. things because I can't even see you because we've got these little fake shields up. Yeah. So I think that people avoid community like that because it helps me stay where I am. It doesn't challenge me to grow. It doesn't challenge me to change at all. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Salty Podcast, where we talk about being a salt. Season four, we have the lovely Mr. Early Jackson over here. <laughs> I love that you said the lovely. I'll take that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I haven't been called lovely in a minute. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. It, but I'll say this early. The one thing I get from you, and I think the one thing that I love about you when you get on stage and when you, when you live out your life is you exuberate love, right? You, anybody that comes to Naos, it doesn't matter who they are. Your first mindset is to love on them, right? Wow, yeah. And so I think that's one of the choice, <laughs> the reasons I got that word is just with you is just like anytime a person comes into the door, it's just, you're just trying to love on wow. them. You know what I'm saying? And so there's one thing I noticed, but yeah, guys, we're, we start a new season and it's been an honor for me to have uh, early here. Um, excited for the conversations we're going to have. Excited for this new season of where this podcast is going and um, all that. But today, early, can you please explain to people who you are, where you come from, what set you represent, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> and just uh, give a little introduction for yourself. Sure, sure. What's going on, everybody? Early Jackson. Uh, wow, where I'm from. I'm from Philly. Uh, my wife and I have been married uh, for 13 and a half years. We actually started and launched in ministry together. Uh, we both became certified coaches. We yeah. both have had the opportunity to write to do some real cool stuff and travel and things like that. So my biggest thing is I like to call myself a hope dealer. Okay. You know, I walk, I love to walk into situations that seem dark, yeah. bleak and without, you know, uh, potential and just watch what God does yeah. through us because we're all carriers of hope. Yeah. You know, so if I had to sum myself up, I'm a hope dealer. Yes, sir. I like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> Uh, one of the reasons I like it is because it just rhymes with coke dealing. But <laughs> I'm just joking. I was like, that's a good, that's a good gang, gang. <laughs> But hold up, you said Philly. Are you excited about the Super Bowl this week? Beyond excited. Now okay. I won't go into how my team and all that stuff. Yeah. But because I'm from Philly, I'm gonna rep Philly whenever they're in the big game. So I'm I'm curious on what's gonna happen this weekend. I have a lot of friends who are from Philly, and uh, they're actually traveling to Philly to go watch it with their family up there. Oh boy. Well, you know what they're doing in Philly right now? They're no. preparing for Sunday's game, but they're putting Crisco on the light poles in downtown okay. Philly. So people it, don't climb them? Exactly. Because uh, Philly is notorious for them yeah. climbing up and riding them yeah. down. Yeah. <laughs> Only in Philly, though. Philly is an interesting place. The videos I've seen of Philly, it's a very interesting place. But I would love, I've, I've driven by it, and I've also been there for like a few hours one day, one time, but... Never really gave it a proper visit, but one day I want to go see the 76ers because I love basketball. Holler at me when you're going yeah. out there, man, because with your creative juices, yeah. there's something about the vibe in Philly. Yeah. It's, it's, I can't even describe okay. it. You know, I, I, I vibe down here, but when I go home for a week yeah. or something, it's a whole different vibe. So. Okay, definitely. Then we got to plan a visit. I, I want to go up there just to see, because I've also just been filming a lot more. I want to get more ideas and Ooh. stuff. So I would love to do that. But talking about the topic for this, uh, this podcast or t today's episode, I wanted to tackle the importance of community. Um, and where my heart is, is I want, 
I wanted us to talk about community and what community means to you and why community is important. Mm-hmm. So earlier, yeah, let's talk about that. I, this is a, so when I was looking at some of the information that you sent over. Yeah. It it was a it was a bittersweet uh, kind yeah. of examination because yeah. typically we tend to be passionate about things that we've had um, yeah. some you know uh, negative impact from. Yeah. So for me, community was always a challenge. Yeah. Uh, whether it was because my family was isolated or because of you know poverty, growing up in the projects, you've got people around you, but there isn't this this strong sense of community because yeah. everybody's scrapping to survive, right? Yeah. And then growing up, joining the military, being, you know, traveling, and it just made having um, kind of surface relationships real easy. Yeah. And what we do sometimes is we, t- we exchange the quality of community for the surface relationships that just feed our emotions. Okay. And um, what I've learned is that, to me, community is the opportunity to be myself, to be whole, and to be loved. And, and empowered in that okay. environment. I want to ask that question real quick because you said growing up, uh, surface level uh, relationships, that's what sometimes we try uh, uh, strive towards. Why do you think that is? Because to me, when I hear that, um, the one thing I've realized about community on my end and the one thing that to me is hopeless without Christ is family, right? What I've seen is people who don't have a good family setting really struggle with community, right? <laughs> And do you think that plays a part into it? Or like, what do you think about that? Everything comes down to the environment yeah. that we grew up in. We are put in this this uh, crazy thing called a family, right? Yeah. And you know the song, those old R&B cut, this is how we do it. This is how oh, we yeah, do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's culture. That's, that's community. It's a certain way of doing what you do with yeah. these groups of people. So um, I think people struggle with it. Or let me, let me, let me come in from, from this end. When we're in these environments, we develop something called attachment styles. Yeah. Right. Okay. So there's a secure attachment style. There's a um, anxious, and then there is yeah, also yeah, okay. an avoidant. All of that stems from the way and the way we saw love, the way we saw discipline, yeah. the way we saw um, acceptance in a community, in our family community. So I think that when we grow up, we learn to to not put ourselves out there because that makes me vulnerable. Yeah. So okay. I, I keep myself closed off and we just talk to each other over the wall and yeah. we call that a relationship. Yeah. But you can't really hold me accountable. I yeah. can't really, you know, get in life with you and yeah. tell you the truth about yeah. things because I can't even see you because we've got these little fake yeah. shields up. Yeah. So I think that people avoid community like that because it helps me stay where I am. It doesn't yeah. challenge me to grow. It doesn't yeah. challenge me to change at yeah. all. The funny thing, I just thought about this. I don't know if I've heard it before, but it's funny how you say uh, some people struggle with being fake in relationships. When the whole thing about relationship is the word, the first thing, part of the word is real, right? Mm. We're not even, uh, we, and I feel like the, because to me, what I've learned is um, you can only love in life the way you receive love sometimes, mm-hmm. right? So how can I love you when I haven't even received love myself in the right way? And I think what I've learned is, to me, um, there's two things. Uh, f- one of the first and foremost things is Christ, right? If somebody, the way I live life, if somebody doesn't know Christ, I don't expect anything from them. Mm-hmm. And, the, and then mm-hmm. what I mean by that is you don't have a reset. You don't have somebody who showed you unconditional love. Well, you know, we talk about this in the world, and I'm like, sure. But who can, who do we know who actually laid down their life except Christ, right? Mm-hmm. And then after that, parents. Because what I've what I've learned is the why the scripture is so important. Honor your mother and father is 
And and when you're an infant, when you're a kid, there's so much vulnerability that you face in the world. Mm-hmm. And if you're not loved correctly in that stage, it affects so many things in life. It affects your worldview. You frame yeah. you frame life out of that experience. That, that one thing. And so whenever you don't have a healthy family style and all this type of stuff, I've realized that also um, struggles the way you view God, right? Mm-hmm. Because oh, that's fuck, the first way sure. you learn love is through your parents. The one of the first ways most people, sorry, the one of the first ways most people learn love is through their parents or it's supposed to be their parents, right? Mm-hmm. Biblically, if uh, in a utopia, if everything is working well, everything is right, it's supposed to be the parents. Um, and I've realized because there's such a lack of that in our current generation, when we see the scripture, God will never leave nor forsake you. Do people believe it? You know what I'm saying? People say it, but do we live a lifestyle that believes it? And I, I had a realization about this. Uh, a few months ago, uh, my dad passed away in 2021, right? Mm, sorry. Um, thank you. Um, and n- not many people know about it because I just don't talk about it much. But he passed away in 2021. And then when we had his his memorial service uh, this past November, um, I, like it just ringed to me and I was praying about God. I don't What do I do? Right. Where, where am I? Like, what do I say? Where, where am I at in life? Mm-hmm. And the only thing that kept ringing to me is I'm here. Right. That was the only words I was here. I'm here. And then when I got on stage to speak at his memorial, I was like, the the reason I believe that, the reason I can firm believe God is here was because my dad showed me he was there. Right. Because I had a person who was there all the time. Mm-hmm. When I hear God say, I will never leave nor forsake you. I'm like, I believe it. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Because I saw it in real life. And I was thinking, how important is it for us to live out what God has for us? Because that is the testimony. The world shall know you are my children by the love we show them. Right. right. So think about when we love other people. Are we randomly abandoning other people? And so when we talk about our God not abandoning them, do they believe that when we as his children be like, nah, peace out? Mm -hmm. Exactly. I think part of it, too, is the framework. Yeah. That we the pattern that we think love is. Yeah. So if you come from a family that uh, yells, that yeah. their their idea of discipline is a spanking, a whooping, or whatever you want to call yeah. it, then chances are when we talk about the chastening or the or the discipline of the Lord, that thing that's what comes to your yeah. mind. Yeah. So um, the beautiful thing about the church community, right, yeah. is that when we can all come together and we lay down our expectations of what relationships are. Yeah for the truth of what they really are. Yeah. Right. Okay. Because okay. We, we come into this family and you can look at it through the, through the life of the disciples. Yeah. Peter from uh, Luke chapter four is a different Peter than acts three Peter. Okay. And I think that the reason that's so different is because he went through this process yeah. of community. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and, yeah. and I love the word process. Cause it's, it, that means a series of operations yeah. that produce a finished product. Yeah. So community, you're never done with community. Yeah. It's always this constant evolution of growth, yeah. change, challenge, growth, change, challenge. Those are amazing things as you're saying early, and my mind is just keep going back and forth. But <laughs> I want to I want to think about certain things of, of what you're saying because growth, challenge, and what was the last thing? change? Change. I want to talk about this t- uh, topic in community. Um, what age group is community? What age group is community? Because the reason I ask that question is, um, in my mind, when I think about community, I see all age groups. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I've been very fortunate and blessed to have an amazing community around me of uh, my family and the family, friends and all this stuff. But there is infants and there is like grandparents. 
Mm-hmm. Right. And what I but I usually see when we talk about communities in the world, it's the same age group. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And for me, the reason this structure matters to me with the infants and the grandparents is uh, the, I think we talked about Naos once. It's like, what stage of life are you at? Right. Yeah. And yeah. usually if it's a friend trying to correct me, me and a friend, we're going to fight back and forth because it's a friend. Right. Same age group, same peer. We're going to say something. Mm-hmm. But if my mom and dad or uncle or grandparents say something. It Someone gonna, you revere. Yeah. When, uh-huh. when there's reverence, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Of who they are. They say anything. It's not even talking back. You know what I'm saying? Wow. It's yeah. not even a moment of I'm going to say something. No, I'm going to shut up. Even if I don't think it's right, I'm going to shut up and see if they're right. Yeah. And yeah. so do you think there's a need of that in the community, in the world, in the church nowadays? Absolutely. I think um, the beauty of community is it should overlap, right? Yeah. The danger is when we lock ourselves because communities yeah. kind of um, they overlap in, in these different ways. But when we lock ourselves into one size of a community, yeah. we create this echo chamber. So there is no room for wisdom. There is no room for for vibrance and freshness. Mm-hmm. So my mentor used to say, you need people from every sphere in yeah. your life. So you need people that you're looking up to. And you need people that you can learn yeah. to who aren't quite where you are. And community, I mean, I used to work at a daycare. Infants have community. Yeah. You know, two-year-olds. Yeah. They walk in, they got their whole set. They, they got their posse. <laughs> yeah. They got community. Yeah. And community is just the people that you can be you around. Yeah. And sometimes that rotates. Uh, and what I love about, we spoke about Naos, is that there is no specific community. Yeah. You know, you'll find likeness and sameness around, yeah. but the community itself is open and welcoming. Yeah. So, and to me, that is a picture of what the book of Acts yeah. was. Doesn't, um, Acts doesn't identify age groups. It says they were all together yeah. and they all grew and they gave and they worshiped yeah. together. We don't know the age groups. <laughs> yeah, we don't. You're right. You're right. Uh, one thing that really uh, like stuck out to me uh, about what you just said is uh, a place where you can really be you. Mm. Uh, when you said that, it like really rained in. Like sometimes I think about... Um, do you think community suffers a lot with the lack, uh, with the um, increase of a victim mentality that we face in the world nowadays? I'm going to come at it from a different way. Okay. I don't think it's an increase of a victim mentality. I think that victims are now getting the voice to speak out. Okay. Because um, okay. <clears throat> one of the things, and I just did a webinar on on um, secondary trauma and being yeah. trauma-informed. Yeah. And one of the things that I kept saying in this we- in this uh, webinar was people deserve the dignity to walk out their tra- their traumas in their way. Okay. Because if we're not careful, we'll come in. And uh, like, I'm from the hood. Mm-hmm. So gun violence, I grew up around it. My cousin had guns. Like, yeah. I'm not proud of it, but I saw yeah. it. So somebody else could say, oh my God, I saw somebody with a gun and I'm really tra- traumatized. It would be easy for me to go, ah, oh, yeah. they ain't shoot at you. You all right. Yeah. And what are we doing? We're, we're comparing traumas, which yeah. makes yours trivialized. Yeah. And I'll, I'll go there. The problem that we've had or the challenge that we've had in church is that people come in and we tell them, you don't have any problems. All you need is Jesus. Yeah. When I find that in the, in the gospels, everybody that Jesus met, they had the space to share with him what their trauma was. Yeah. He never rebuked them for sharing their traumas. So in, in an effort to um, create a safe space, yeah. I think it's important um, to, we, we have to be 
uh, aware of how we how we say, all right, they're just a vic- they're just trying to be a victim. Sometimes people cry out for help in the only way that they feel able. Are there yeah. people that are faking? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but but for the most part, I think that we're living in a time now where people have gotten the the strength or the the clearance to or the space to finally yeah. say, you know what, I'm uncomfortable with this. This hurt me. Yeah, you know. And there's no there's no um, uh, statute of limitations on traumas. Yeah, I'm still processing some of the things that come up. I'm like, wow, I was 19 when that happened. Yeah, but it'll come back to me, and I'll have to deal with it. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, <clears throat> one of my uh, close friends. Um, he's like 20 some years old. Um, he's a young man. Um, he recently went to, went through something really traumatic. Um, but the one thing I told him, I was just like, the only thing that matters just the, uh, when I was praying about it, I was just like, cause what he went through was, um, he was part of the shooting, uh, at Walmart. Oh, over in chess. Yeah. 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 Um, and when I say he was part of it, he was in the room mm. and, and he lived, um, praise the Lord. Cause I can't even imagine what he saw. Um, but the one thing I told him, I was just like, uh, and I'm grateful that we have this hope of Christ. Because early, the way I look at the world, I see it as hopeless without Christ. And, mm. and, I, and I mean that with a genuine heart. I don't see, because I also like, while I'm creative, I think very logically about things. Mm-hmm. I think about the why stuff happened and, you know, the math behind it, the science behind it and all this stuff. And then when I see the world, I'm just like, bro, this got like, <laughs> I look around like, y'all don't understand how bad it is. <laughs> like, there's no hope. But the only hope is Christ. And I told my friend, I was just like, bro, the only thing that matters is you're alive and God's got you, right? Mm-hmm. This is the only testimony we have, right? Mm-hmm. The other, because there's other families that don't have the same testimony, right? right? So yes, it's traumatic. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I talk to him often. I ask him how he's doing often because at the end of the day, I care about him. Mm-hmm. And I care about making sure that he knows, yes, it's hard, right? But the only viewpoint you couldn't be dry, drowning like Peter, but Christ is there to pick you up. Right, right. And that's the only thing. And so I want to ask you, and I think this will be the final uh, question for this uh, podcast. We're talking about community. We're talking about all this. How do you think a person can grow in community? And what I mean by that is if a, if a person is in need of community, how mm-hmm. should they go about finding it and, and trying to be involved and growing in it? Um, I, I think that we've got to take the expectation that, my first time out, I'm going to find my community. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's not, a, it's not a indictment on that community. If it's not your people. Yeah. You know, I could, yeah. you know, I like, you know, going to different restaurants and stuff, but I go to one and I'm like, ah, this isn't really my yeah. thing. That's fine. That means that's not your community. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But what, what I, the, the challenge I have is that when people hit a roadblock, they tend to revert back because I'm a, yeah. I'm good for going in a cave. Yeah. If I'm not careful, I will isolate myself yeah. because I, I process things a certain way. Yeah. So it, that first, if I get a resistance, I'm out. Yeah. I'm out. I, can, yeah. I can sit at home by myself and not deal yeah. with this. But is that the best for you? Because yeah. I think that the whole beauty of community is I'm putting myself out there and it could not work. Yeah. But that doesn't mean I won't go out there yeah. because I know that ultimately yeah. I need to... Um, to thrive in a community. Yeah. So I yeah. think that people have to, they cultivate it by figuring out what it looks like, yeah. not being mad about the ones that didn't gel yeah. and just keep, you know, just keep moving until you get to the place where you connect with people. Yeah. Cause you know, you know, yeah. when you walk in a room, there's a vibe. You're like, Oh, these are my, this is yeah. my tribe right here. Yeah. And it was the saying a few years ago, your vibe will attract, attract your tribe. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I think. I think you, uh, 
I think what you said is amazing earlier, and I completely agree with it. Um, I believe people need to understand. I believe when you walk with humility, you understand yep. what can I give, not receive, right? So even with communities, when you go to a place, it's at the same. It's it's a uh, um, Bishop T. Dex uh, talks uh, talks about it once. Where um, I don't. It starts with the C. I don't. Uh, rep, rep, is it reciprocity or something? Like reciprocity. Reciprocity. Yeah. Where when you're going to a community, as much as you're receiving, are you giving also, right? Mm-hmm. And I think you're hitting uh, on the head of the nail where it's like you don't vibe with everybody and you won't. We're not called to. Right. Like, and it's because of it's a uh, to me, the nicest way is everybody has different interests. Right. Right. I love music. I love film. Most pe- people might not. You know what I'm saying? And I, I've realized it's the same way with music taste. I've come to learn. Everybody has different music tastes. No music, is, you can't say it's bad because that's just what you like. That's your preference. That's your perspective, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and I just jumped, when you said that about community, in Christianity, we act like we are a, we are one big yeah. community. Yeah. But the Bible says they were all together and had all things in common. Yeah. Common isn't sameness though. Yeah. Me and you have a lot in common and the things we don't, we don't major on those. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. You wear corduroy. What if I don't like corduroy? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I yeah. do, but what if I did? That doesn't mean that what's what my preference is should change your yeah. perspective. Yeah, for sure. And in community, what what's so beautiful about it is there is this reciprocity, but there is there's also this built in mechanism that when you can't give anything, the community wraps around yeah. you and loves you. Yeah. Right? Until yeah. you're able to. And when you're a healthy part of a community that you let that heal you and then you turn around and you try to help somebody else with that. So, yeah, Yeah. I completely agree. I think you just hit everything on the head uh, early. And again, uh, while we end this, I just want to thank you. And I I agree in the sense of in community, it's all about keep trying. Like you said, keep trying. It's uh, the one thing I was thinking about. A foot is not the same thing as a hand. They look at the brain and the brain, they will look at each other like, I don't, what is, like, we don't operate the same way. We mm-hmm. completely do different things. So it's about the willingness of, while we love the whole body, right, you right. need to go and uh, communicate and cultivate a relationship with the people you know who are the same place as you are yep. and what God calls you to be. So, again, early, I want to thank you so much for this uh, time to come on the podcast uh, for this episode where we're talking about community. Any last words while we end this episode? Folks, build community. It's it's uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I'll end with that yeah. quote because I love basketball. He said, if you want to go fa- fast, go with it, go with yourself. If you want to go far, go with your team. Yeah. And I yeah. believe that if you want to go fast, go ahead. You got it. Go ahead. Yeah. But if you really want to get there safely and further, find community and go with them. That's what's up, early. I don't even need to say anything else after that. <laughs> um, so thank you guys for checking out this episode. Be on the lookout for more stuff. Uh, uh, all of Early's uh, Instagram details, everything, or social media is going to be in the description below. And thank you guys so much for checking out the Salty Podcast, where we talk about being a salt while drinking some tea. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>